Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. I'm so happy today to introduce you to my dear friend, Katie Collins. I've known her for many years and she was my middle daughter's first grade teacher. What a blessing that was to our whole family when Katie came in as a professional, but she's just such a loving teacher. And I think you, that was first grade, but also you taught uh, kindergarten for many years. So Katie, why don't you start off by Telling us a little bit about your uh, professional life as well as your personal life and your life with the Lord, and then we'll get into the legacy questions. Welcome. Great. Oh, it's so good to be here, Sue. Thank you so much for inviting me once again to your table, even though we're <laughs> doing this virtually. Yep. And um, yeah, I am a mother of four, three biological and one adopted. Um, mm -hmm. Married to my wonderful husband for almost 40 years, and oh, our life has been um, the Lords, um, mm. started off, um, not truly walking and yet by the grace of God, here we are. And he has just been paramount in, um, my relationship with, uh, with my husband and our children. And, uh, well, I can truly say that, uh, the Lord has navigated our, our steps um, intentionally, and we have only drawn closer to him throughout the years. Um, I was an educator, retired now. Um, yes, loved first grade, um, <laughs> and then went to kindergarten for the next 18 years. Wow. And kinder was actually what first grade used to be. And oh. um, just loved being able to teach those little ones how to read and just to participate in the world around them and uh, somewhat correlated with my spiritual life, actually. What do you mean? Uh, well, um, through the reading process, I taught kids how to look at a picture and because every picture told a story and mm -hmm. by virtue of the picture, you could pick out details and think of um, like vocabulary that they might come on to, like if there's a, a red ball in the picture, you might come across the words red or ball. And, hmm. um, and with that also came a keen intentional piece on my part to do the same in the world around me, to pick up clues on people and especially how God was working in my life. And rather than me writing the book, or the story, I was more aware of how God was writing my story and how I was to be involved with it. And um, can you so give an ever, example? Can you give an example? Because this is a beautiful metaphor, but it may not translate to everybody. Well, um, they, you know, every picture tells a story in in writing and in reading for a little kinder kid turned into every person has a story. Mm. in my life. Um, everyone has a story and I wanted to become more a part of everyone's story um, rather than they in mine. So investing more intentionally into people, um, uh, having more personal eye contact, becoming a better listener than just a teacher telling all the time. Mm. 
um, and just being in the moments, you know, rather than getting out my lesson plan and writing it all out and wanting everything to go my way, it was more his way. Hmm. And so um, I use that analogy a lot. You know, everyone has a story yeah. and being in the moments um, uh, are so much more pivotal now that, you know, I have seen God's faithfulness through our lives and um, the joy that it brings to be a part of someone's moments rather than um, it's all about me. So. I want to go. I want to go back to your um, first paragraph that you said, where you said you weren't truly walking, but now you are. What was the pivotal moment in making that change? Walking with the Lord is what I mean. Oh gosh! Well, you were a part of that moment uh, when Bethany was in first grade. Um, I God had just brought so many things together for me. Uh, uh, the presence of beautiful Christian women and uh, at school and in our kids' youth and sports activities, and also that our children were not receiving the support spiritually that um, I was hearing others were. And because of the church that we were attending, and although we were very pivotal in that church and the education of the, of the youth at that time, the Bible had never been a part of our lives. Hmm. And, and you saw we that is the main difference, uh, yeah. what you were receiving in your children as well. Wow. Uh, what we were asked to teach the Bible, and for the very first time, <laughs> I began to teach it. And the Lord just stirred in me this longing, this hunger. And um, so, yeah, that, that was the piece. It was the Bible. It was the word of God that became so real and so precious to me. Okay. Thank you for sharing Absolutely. that. Um, and that's when I got to know you better, too, because you moved over to my church. So I got to see you more often. Yeah. And uh, that was great. Um, what legacy do you want to pass down to those you know and love? I could probably tell everybody what your legacy is because you're so wonderful, but I want you to hear, hear what you said. You know, well, I think it kind of ties to what I was just talking about that, that I am known, you know, I think about what a legacy is, you know, it's where you, where you went, what you did, the things you accomplished, your failures, your um, uh, successes. Successes. Yeah. And you know, what, what people remember you by and, mm -hmm. and um, I think about, you know, the people that have gone before me and, you know, what kinds of little vignettes flip through my mind when I think of them. And I wonder what will my grandkids, what will my children, what will others see in my little slideshow that goes across their mind concerning me? And I'd like them to know that I was in their moments, you know, that um, it wasn't about me and, and that, um, you know, I, I, I gave intentional time and um, listened to them and, and purposed uh, whatever moment that they were in, um, I was a part of. Mm. And I'd like them to know that I cared and that I tried to, um, tried to help and be empathetic um, towards that. I've been told I'm, I'm more 
empathetic than most to the point of um, being um, a Pollyanna. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I, there could be worse I things. I, I don't see that as a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, finding a, a, a bug under the rock with my grandkids or reading Brown Bear or uh, you know, those, it's, it's so precious to be in those moments and reading devotions with my 96 year old mother-in-law, you know, learning about her past and, and uh, just being there for her. You know, everybody has a story, even the mm -hmm. homeless person. Mm -hmm. I think of them as a little kinder kid once and what happened in their story. And, mm -hmm. and um, I've learned to not think about people and how they act or what they look like or what they're saying but to remember that they have a story and their story's not over yet and um to pray more than think about them you know the a wise man that i know you know leon shared that uh thoughts are like birds they fly over our, our heads and we can't help them often from coming but if we allow them to build a nest on our head and dwell on those thoughts then we've got a big mess and so um, I have tried desperately not to allow myself to get into the into that temptation to think about others and talk about them and rather than to remember you know their story's not over yet mm -hmm. and so by um, think about them you think them. think by think about them you mean um what i'm understanding that you mean is that you would dwell on perhaps the negative like if you see a homeless yeah. person or you see yep. someone who's acting out uh -huh. um and you think wow they Judgment. must have had what happened to them because they were somebody's little precious child hopefully at one yeah. point in their life or maybe not and maybe that was the re that is the reason mm -hmm. uh, and meet their eyes and greet them and i know you work um with the homeless in a certain capacity is that correct yes yeah How, what what does that look like in your life and you incur well we we have for my husband and i um for 20 years were able to bring the uh overflow women and children to our church um and through that i just really was so mar always marveled at just the individuals that were there it was not the mass hmm. you know it's the individuals that were there and they were so precious and um, you know, everybody had a story. Mm -hmm. And if you took the time to look them in the eyes and, you know, um, granted there were, you know, difficult people, it was hard to love the unlovable, uh, but there were always redeeming qualities in people. Mm -hmm. It just took time to find them. And, um, you know, I, it to what I meant too with thinking and about things or people and, uh, would come judgment and right. you know we always want to try and wrap them up in a little box and say oh they're this way because of this mm -hmm. or that and um, I don't know their story mm -hmm. you know and, and God does you know I you're you know I'm involved with uh, pro-life as well and and um, standing outside of Planned Parenthood and, and praying I don't judge I'm just wondering you know, I think where these girls were 10 years ago, they were bouncing a basketball in a recess, recess yes. court. And mm -hmm. where are they going to be in 10 years from now? You know, mm -hmm. will they be a mom? Will they be 
high powered uh, professional person. And yet knowing that, you know, when I was their age, I am not who I was back then mm -hmm. and their story's not over again yeah. Yeah. or over yet. And so when was the last time somebody prayed for them? Right. You know, their parents have sent them off to this college town to go to school. And yet do they know everything that they are doing? I don't know. Is anyone praying for them? So it's my opportunity to invite Jesus into my thoughts to Jesus. I pray for, um, their story and that they come to know him personally as I know people did for me mm -hmm. back then as well. Um, what changes did you personally have to make or obstacles did you need to overcome to make this uh, really a legacy of being present, a legacy of um, suspending judgment? I think that's something we all, even though we may not consider ourselves very judgmental, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I'm that judgmental until I am. And then I, and then you feel self-righteous or defensive about it until God shows you who you really are or shows, shows me my sin. And then I go, Oh yeah. Um, so go back into go, going back to the question, what changes did you have to make or obstacles or both did you have to overcome yeah. to become? Cause I think you're still becoming like we all are. Oh, absolutely. Totally a work in progress. That is for sure. Um, no, I, I think um, that intentional piece, you know, going back to with the kinder kids, having them look for details in pictures, I try and find details in my life, what I can do, and not wasting time, like um, two places that I have learned to pray heartily is the checkout line. Oh, you know, especially on a Friday or Saturday night in a college town when the youth are buying up all sorts of things that could wreak havoc in their life. You know, yes. I can sit there and judge, but I don't, I pray for them. Mm -hmm. And I pray even when I'm not in that situation with the people around me, I, you know, in the checkout line, it's a great place to pray for the people around you. And mm -hmm. instead of looking at the front cover of people magazine or inquire or whatever, um, another great place to pray is um, pumping gas. I mean, it could be wasted time. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, and, and I, I seek them out. I, um, you know, praying continuously is uh, finding moments to invite Jesus into rather than just go to him when it's on my time. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember one day you were talking to me and you were talking about um, bringing Jesus doing uh, doing just that bringing Jesus into your life and to sharing with others and I remember you saying yeah I just went to my neighbor and asked if I could borrow some ketchup and and just threw in the Lord you know and and that's <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> oh I will always remember that I don't look at a bottle of ketchup without relating that to you you know it, it's just bringing Jesus to the everyday to mm -hmm. the to the moments and um, I definitely need to, to give up the steering wheel in my life mm. and allow him to do that, to keep my mouth shut and allow other people um, to speak, um, to allow God to speak, uh, to be still. That has become my, my verse for life is to be still and know that he is God and uh, that brings what? great peace. 
What it does bring great peace when I ever sit still long enough to hear him. Um, yeah. Can you share? Uh, I'm not sure if you can. It's not part of the question, but can you share a recent uh, statement that God sh- shared with you um, in a time of stillness, just to encourage people to be still? Mm. Oh, you know, our grandson um, was born prematurely at 28 weeks. Wow. And to see his whole arm go through my son in love's ring is just a picture of total trust. And I had to just bow down to his sovereignty through all of that. And uh, I look at our little guy now who's almost 18 months old and he's just a miracle, just a miracle of life. But the gut-wrenching trust that it took Mm. to go through that was, was just incredible. And, and then just not long ago, I, I had to do a lot of the same um, dealing with my own heart and purpose in trying to help a friend in donating a kidney to her. We just had so many setbacks and she was so desperate physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And, and once again, I just had to lay it all down to the Lord and, and, uh, and give it all to him. And it was only through that just really deep, deep, those deep, deep times uh, where I just clung to his hand that, um, you know, I was able to uh, be at greater peace than I've ever known. Hmm. And um, was it gut wrenching because you were afraid or is it gut wrenching because you were afraid you couldn't help her? Both um, gut wrenching because I, I wanted so much for this to have a happy ending. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that was the ending he wanted. Right. We're and not in control, are we? <laughs> no, no. But to actually live all of those Bible verses with capital letters <laughs> rather than just reading them on text, mm-hmm. you know, to actually feel the word faith, to taste the word trust. Um, those were paramount times. I, I, I don't long for the uh, experience or all of the things that were happening at my time during that, but um, I do long for the personal relationship that I had with him. Right. I never long for the grief, but while I'm in the grief, yeah. I want to like, okay, take advantage of this, Lord, because I don't yeah. want to come back to it anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I want to make it clear for the audience, people who are listening, that you um, you were a blood match with a neighbor who needed a new kidney, kidney, so you volunteered. How did you find out you were? Was she asking for blood matches or... Um, I don't even know what they're called. Kidney yeah. matches? You know, I had known this gal, for, we've known each other for 40 years, but hadn't connected with her in a long time. And I heard through the grapevine that she had already gone through two donors and um, didn't turn out. And so, you know, it wasn't something I jumped on. It was just on my ticker tape that God kept 
playing over and over and over again in my mind. And I <laughs> just said, Hey, how's it going? I hear <laughs> that you blah, blah, blah. And, you know, God just totally orchestrated the next steps. And uh, within a month, I knew that I was a match. And wow. yet we had tons of setbacks. Oh. And it just, you know, once again, okay, Lord, I love doing these things for people. And why are all of these things happening? And hmm. um, ah, it was. I know. Uh, it's kind of like when we're willing to um, surrender to God. Why is it so difficult sometimes? Uh huh. Yeah. And but yet, you know, I I would not be who I am right now in this moment be, if I had not gone through everything that I had gone with her, hmm. and vice versa with with um, she. She is slowly drawing closer to the Lord um, and so full of health, mm. loving life. Praise and uh, yes, praise God. And in his timing, in his timing, I look back, it couldn't have been any better time for us to have that surgery. No it, kidding. It, yeah, truly. Yeah. I mean, it was just remarkable. Mm-hmm. So um wow. Yeah, that's God, just to be still and take in that breath instead of exhausting fretfulness, you know, and sighing and why this and why that. Just take a breath and know that he's got us in the palm of his hand. Mm. I remember seeing you at the grocery store in line. Uh, You were behind me and I called out and I said, hey, I heard you gave a kidney to your neighbor. And you said, what was it? What did you say? Something about a backup? Oh, I share your spare. Yeah, share your spare. And I <laughs> and I called out. Well, I would think maybe of giving her a casserole, but <laughs> you really went the second, third, fifth mile by giving a kid, uh, and you just laughed. And I just thought, wow, there's Katie, my friend. And thank you so much. Is there any other wisdom that you would like to share? Leave with our audience today. Wow. I, it's already been so fabulous. Now, you know, wisdom just comes from the Lord. I would say find him in your everyday and find him in your devotions. Read the word. The word speaks. But come with that willing heart, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, he can only give. It's a heart issue. Always a heart issue. Yeah, we have to say, well, yeah, I'll read the Bible, but then I actually have to obey it. So maybe you don't want to go that far. (laughs) Yes. Katie, it's been a delight, and thank you so much, and I look forward to um, uh, sharing you with my uh, friends and family who are listening today, and also a recipe, so send me a recipe, and I know know your magic with the crockpot, because you taught kindergarten for 400 years, and and yet still fed a family, (laughs) so we'll chat back again later, and thank you so much. Okay, okay, God bless you, girl, take care. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.